Okay, so we have a new segment. Instead of questions, we're going to do, I don't know what to call it, but we're just going to, I have a name of a celebrity in my head. Okay. And I'm going to give you either three to four clues so you can guess the person. Well, I'm going to get it, so. Okay, you better get it, miss. I'm going to get it. Guys, right. wait, just before we start, we are potting on the go because my effing carbon monoxide alarm went off in the house. So me and Arshay, we are taking a road trip to the car wash. This so is actually fun. Like It is. It's, this is actually fun. We We're should do this. We're potting on the go. So we are going to the car wash, and I'm going to get the inside of Sam clean. Oh, look at Amazon. They don't have a package coming. So let's get started. Yeah, this is actually fun. It is. It reminds me of, what is that, uh, karaoke Like a carpool karaoke? Yes! Uh, yes! But oh. a black girl. This is cute! Okay, anyway. Okay. I am a black actor. I'm a black underrated actor. Um, and I am in a movie with a R&B singer from the 90s. That passed away. Okay, well, no shade, but shade. That is some shitty clues. Excuse you! I didn't want to give it away! Well, because I figured it was going to be a black actress or actor. Well, I mean, I might decide I want to, you know, sprinkle some little uh, white people in here. Okay, all right, all right. Give me the clues again. I'm black. I'm a black actor. I'm a black underrated actor. Actor, as in male. Actor, as in male. Um, and I was in a movie with a, a famous R&B 90s singer that passed away. Ooh. I don't want to give you the name of the movie because if I give you the name of the movie, you're going to get it. Romeo Must Die. Okay. That's the movie. That's the movie. But DMX is not a singer. He's an actor. Nobody said DMX. No. Should we put how many tries you get before we have Excuse to get the name of one? Hello. Okay, I'm just asking, ma'am. Um, what's that ball headed nigga name? He's the ball headed the one that played Aaliyah's dad. You're right. What's his real name? His name is uh Delroy Lindo. He was Lindu. in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, look at you knowing. Because yep. I didn't fucking oh, know his name. Yes. I, I didn't fucking know his name. So don't worry about it, sis. Don't worry. That's I was, okay. I was trying to make sure I gave you some difficult clues because I know your ass knows everything. That was really good. Thank you, sis. Thank I was, you. You know what? I was going to give like, I was going to come up with like three names, but then I was like, damn, that means that I got to come up with six much. clues. That was going too right. much. Right. And, I, and I know you. I know you. You're really time oriented. I You ain't got time to be guessing like that. So boom. I don't know what that to call this. Really I don't know what to call this segment. Um, let's. What about get me? a clue? No. Who am I? Okay. I am Sam. I am. Well, Sam, I am because we are in Sam. Sam is my car. Oh, I understand that, ma'am. So, ooh, Sam, I am or I am. I Whatever. Am. Moving on. Who? No, no, no. Who am I? Who am I? Okay. Why, why did not think? I am that? who I am. No. No. That she no, he is I and I is she. Okay, just who I am. Who I am? Because I was about okay. to say that's that's doing a tad bit too much, sis. Okay, all right. Okay. Do you want to do your mute first, or do we no? Get into let's, power? let's get into power, and then I'll do. So we're gonna add another segment, and it's called um, the mute button. But bitch, before we get there. Oh. Before we get there. Yes. Before we get there. I really like this. This is fun. I know. Look at us. And I drive slow, so I mean, you know, that just kind of takes time. Yeah. Come on. 
Okay, so this episode of Power was just fucking trash. And again, Lakeisha, she has to fucking die. Ta- uh, Tyreek, Tariq, Tariq, whatever the nigga's name is, he can has to go about, to. Can we talk about the GoFundMe that they have for Lala and her acting? I fucking told you her ass couldn't fucking act. And I'm glad it wasn't just me who felt that way. Yeah, I, I really didn't pay attention to her at first, but then they started giving her more lines, and I was just like, no. Tommy. I'm not. Yes. Yes. Uh, I can do it myself. We don't need your help. Thank you. Right. You saw how Tasha, Tasha who's that? You saw how Tasha went ahead and put it in her place? Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. The way she said, Tasha, who was that? When the drug dealer came in there, yes. I was like, why she sound like a smoker? She just too, just... I will say this. Lala has definitely glowed up because I was watching a clip of her on um what was it, MTV's TRL. Yes. Sis came a long way. She did. I don't know. Did she get butt implants? I'm you know, me and Quinlan keep having that debate because she's her, always had a little ham in the back. Right, but it wasn't that big. Now but that it she, wasn't sculpted like that. It wasn't sculpted like that. I agree. So maybe she been in the gym and it just, you know, because you know if you do a lot of squats, your booty. Okay, but there's not enough squats in the world to make it look plump like that. I mean, it's been a couple years. Maybe she got like a fat transfer. Uh, she could have from her stomach to her booty. I wouldn't mind because that's what that's what I want to do. If I, I take it. all the fat from my stomach, I would have a big ass. <laughs> <laughs> I would up, do Alex. it too. Okay, but in all seriousness, Alex, what did you, you think? You don't need no more ass. You got enough. Well, it like so the bigger I get, the less you like really pronounce it. But you know, I have a deceptive butt. According to Kool-Aid, so like in jeans, like that shit is stupid in my mind. Like it is plump. It's plump. <laughs> it's stupid to you. It's stupid. It's stupid. But in real life, that New like York stupid. Okay. <laughs> but in real life, like when I'm just walking around, like in the house or whatever it is, like it's gone. You remember when you was younger and used to like, like let's say you was wearing like a long t-shirt or something, and you try to like, like tighten up your shirt or whatever, and yes. tighten around your butt so, so you, you can see yes. how it looks. Make it look more uh, pronounced. Is yep. it pron- is the word that I'm looking pronounced. for? Pronounced. I think yeah. that's appropriate. We'll go with that. But what do you think about, um, what's the nigga name? Tariq setting that up. Okay, first of all, okay, if Tasha knew that's how he lies, like she said that when she uh, got out of the car, why are you lying to the police? I know you better than you know yourself. So why you ain't fucking know he was lying? How you, why you ain't know this was a fucking setup? Huh? So I'm thinking, and then I'm trying to figure out why they didn't kill the uh, distributor. Is it distributor? Whatever his di- distrib. Um, when he took the one one million dollars from them. Okay, so I think Tariq is gonna find his way back to the school choke, and he's gonna do something to that girl for snitching. I think that number one. Okay. I think. I think that Tommy is scared now. Because I don't think Ghost put it together until, like, after the fact. Yeah. Um, but I think Tommy now knows, like, as he did say, like, shit, Ghost fucking knows. Yeah. But I think how they're going to end the shit, because apparently 50 Cent is having, like, after, like, two weeks late. No, the top of 2020, 50 Cent is going to have five extra episodes, and it's going to be Power Book 2. Mm. Right. And it's going to pick up 48 hours afterwards. So I think Tommy goes to jail in the last episode. Okay. I think. Can you? I wonder if they can hear the. Sorry for the sirens, guys. No, I'm not sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you say sorry a lot. Fuck them. Suck off. I'm not sorry. They're doing their job. So, first of all, where are we? 
This is like Little Italy. No, actually, one of our places for work is around here. Oh, well, but, your work. I don't work over here. That's right. You got a new job. You got a new job. New job. But anyways, I don't. Okay, so I don't understand how. I'm wondering what's gonna come up on the recording. That remember that whatever his name, Benny's niece or Proctor's daughter or whatever. I told you they um they talked about the killing of some federal officer. Or no, something no, no, no. Like I mean, like, I wonder how it's gonna come back into play. Like, is she gonna like pull it out in court? Like, what's gonna happen? Because remember, if she goes ahead and says something, that also puts down her uncle as well. And his that people. is true. That is true. So maybe not. Maybe yeah. she might. I don't, I don't. Well, I don't think she's gonna find out that Tommy killed her father. I think Tommy might also but try to kill Tariq. Girl, Tommy's face when Ghost uh pulled up with old boy. Well, had old boy pull up and, and like, he told Tariq, why are you here? Yeah, when he told Tariq, um, stay out of trouble. Right. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna kill Tariq or, or right. try to kill him. Tariq has to go. I think. Well, okay. My overall prediction is is I think that. Everyone is going to disappear from ghosts. I think Tom is going to go to jail. I think Tasha may get killed. I think Tariq may get caught and go to jail. And I think Ghost is going to be set to go free. And it's going to be like power. He got all that power. But at what cost? You got everything that you wanted. You know, you're out. You're out of the game. Whatever the case is. Yada, yada, yada. So now, but you're lonely. And then you saw how he tried to like slide, slay the gun over to the... I, now I finally yeah. know because I didn't know mm-hmm. that he was a police officer before that episode. Yeah, I didn't recall them saying anything about so that, but I probably, like how they did that. But remember in previous seasons when he first met him and he was just like, yeah, I'm kind of hip on you. Like he was real close to the streets, but he was real close to the streets because he was a police officer. But I'm wondering if he was a dirty cop, number one. He and then I'm was. also wondering if he was hip about who Ghost was before he put Ghost was Jamie St. Patrick. Like if he was ever on their radar without just having a face. Right. Hello. No, bitch, that's you. I'm just over here saying right. Hello. <laughs> I mean, you setting the scene for me. You setting the vibes. You setting the vibes. Girl, I gotta say right all the time. Are you <laughs> done with your predictions for this? I'm week? done. I'm okay. Done. So we're gonna move on to a new segment, and it's called the mute button. So basically, I'm just gonna bring up every week. We're gonna talk about a different topic that we feel like needs to be muted. So, um, 36 year old Dr. Joel Smitherson. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. I have to say it I out loud like that. No, I'm not asking. It did sound like a question. Don't, don't do that. You it know did. But you, it's okay. okay. You know how I do. Okay. I don't know That's people's right. names. I try to jot down the information. Goddamn. Sometimes I can't even read my own handwriting. And I know I'm not the only person that do that. Anyway. It's totally okay. He is sentenced to 40 of those years in prison. This man has prescribed over 500,000 doses of opioids to people in Virginia and one specific um, I'm not sure if it's a county or a town but um, Martinsville so he doesn't accept any type of insurance at all so he these people are paying cash cash money money for these pills he has received $700,000 this practice opened up in 2015 he was um, booked and uh no he was under investigation in 2017 so you can just imagine how much money he's made so he made a statement and said i guess i can't trust everybody nigga you the person we can't trust so okay okay now i'm listening 
I'm listen. Get it how you can. Get it how you live. Okay. Would you you a whole fucking I, doctor. What you need to get? But wait. So wait. He was a real doctor. He is a real licensed doctor. Mm. Bo- board certified in everything. Practiced in Virginia. Here. Miswriting or overriding prescriptions for people. Sorry, guys, I had to focus on the road real quick. That's fine. You do that, girl. Don't kill us, though. So, okay. So, how would you feel about your doctor then having a little side hustle, a little side... Because you know something? I honestly believe I wouldn't be surprised if more providers didn't do things like that. And you pay me cash so it doesn't go this and the third. Because the opioid crisis is a real thing. Well, first of all, you have to use and provide your... um, They get a lot, you know, that little number. number, Right. You have to provide your MPI number to provide those type of prescriptions so why is nobody checking up on this and And how often is he ordering for him to feel comfortable to go ahead and do some shit like this and how was it that he got caught is my question that's the thing i did not find out that is the thing i did not find out but however girl that thing was crazy okay seven hundred thousand dollars just for opioids yeah that's crazy and these people are paying cash so what, what that's untaxed money listen i'm not mad at the nigga I'm, I'm upset he got caught first of all why didn't he hire me as his um the person to clean his money maybe that's how he got caught okay he should have been more smart like ghost and hired you see me the predicament that ghost is in he wasn't being smart that's what he was so I think of it, okay, okay. So I remember when I used to work at the dental office, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, they say that in the field of, like, medicine and, like, dental or whatever it is, that dentists are, they have a high rate of, yeah, so dentists have a high rate of, like, uh, drug addiction. Um, but I remember when I was at the office, you know how, like, people come in and they get their tooth pulled and all this other thing. We had this one patient. You guys, if you hear the noise, that is the car wash. This is so cool. Um... <laughs> Um, but they had, we had this one patient and she used to push drugs. This so, reminds me of that. I'm sorry not to cut you off. Oh Have you ever seen that right. episode of Rugrats? They was going through the car wash and, they, and the babies accidentally rolled down the car, the windows. And it was water getting in the car. I wish that like a car wash could be like a, like an amusement park, water park ride. I always think that. Ooh, they going real hard. Okay, go ahead. We are such children. We are. But anyways, I was saying was that. I remember um, she came in and like we had these different plans and she kept coming in like using different codes. Oh, I have this pain. I have that pain. Right. And she kept going over to the CVSs. So if you guys know anything about healthcare, care, um, a lot of the issue with one big issue with healthcare is that a lot of these systems don't communicate with one another. So one of the people that we used to work with, she used to work for CVS in the pharmacy and she was just like, I recognize a drug pusher. So we called the pharmacy and we said, if this woman comes in. Do not fulfill any of her prescriptions because she's going to other dental offices in the area and she's filling them. They called and they said she came in here like 10 minutes ago and she bitched a fit. Can you believe that? Trying to get them drugs. The dental offices got that good shit. Apparently. Yes, for sure. So are we putting mute on them, my dear? Hmm? So are we putting mute on them? You are so fucking fast. Yes. I, first of all, this car wash is different from any other car washes I've been to, so don't judge How me. so? Uh, first of all, that big-ass thing at the back. What is that? That just wiped down, whatever. Anyway, yes, we are pushing mute on Dr. Joel Smitherson. Smithers. Smithers. Smithers, whatever the fuck his name is. You are muted for this week, sir. You tried that shit, okay? 
you definitely tried that shit. Okay, so this story bothers me and I definitely want to talk about it because, like I said, my son has autism. So basically, there was a little boy, um, his mom asked the teacher if they can find a quiet space for him because along with autism, he has some other cognitive issues as far as like focusing and different things like that. So she asked for a quiet place for him to be placed so he can go ahead and focus on his classwork. So he comes into school. He's 11 years old. His name is Lucas. And his desk is in the bathroom. Okay, so I'm so pissed. I don't even know like where to start. So you're telling me that the only quiet place you can find in the whole entire school is in the bathroom? So you're going to put my child in the bathroom on top of him being in middle school. And you know middle school is where people make, well, school in general, people make fun of you. But in middle school, it's like a little worse because you're coming into your own. You're trying to figure out, okay, well, I'm not a kid anymore, but I'm not yet a teenager. So I'm trying to transition. He's 11 years old. He already has autism. And he already has some other cognitive issues. So you mean to tell me you're going to let, you're going to put him in the bathroom to quietly focus on his studies. You couldn't put a desk next to the teacher. Remember back in the day when you used to get in trouble by the teacher? And she would, she would, she would uh, put the desk right next to her and be like, you're going to sit next to me and keep the, like, the class quiet? Like, what happened to things like that? Or putting his ass in the library? So, okay. So, what I don't understand is, first and foremost, like that is absolutely unacceptable. It's disgusting in so many ways. Um, Mom lawyered up. As she should have. Right. As she should have. Now. She requested um, that they remove him out of the bathroom and put him in the library. And they have not. So she um, took him out of school. And he hasn't been to school since. So when I was in elementary school, we had something called a resource center. Okay. And, you know, as we later on progress, you know, like you have, like, you know, your special education classrooms. It was a smaller group. It was a smaller classroom. And then kids would, like, some kids weren't there all day long. Mm -hmm. But some some kids were there all day long and some kids weren't. Now... It brings up different questions to me. Number one, has this is is the school not familiar? Does the school not have a special education department? Number one, mm-hmm. um, was there not um, an IEP in place, an individualized education plan in place? And like, what what the what the fuck was the school or the teacher think? Like, I don't under I don't understand that. Like, okay, let's say for example, because we all know schools are overcrowded. The the teachers the teachers are the schools are overcrowded. Schools are underfunded, and we have too many students in one classroom to a teacher. Well, that's what I they tried that. to that's what they tried to blame it on the funding right. for the school. And I understand that aspect, but were any precautions taken in like to like you know I've um, at my part time job we had this this young boy and he comes in he's autistic and. When it gets to be too noisy, he has these headphones that he wears, mm-hmm. and they block out sound. Mm-hmm. So was that ever an option? Was that ever a conversation? Like you, as a mom to a son who is autistic, um, what? Let's take the let's take the bathroom out of the equation. Mm-hmm. What if your child had an issue with you know like noise regulations or things of that nature? What would you put in place for the teacher? Let's say the school was overcrowded. You know there was 
on your end as a mom, what would you want done? Well, first of all, I would have a conversation with the school department and different things like that to see what options that school provides and what we can do to ensure that my child will be at his best abilities and capabilities. Because there's no way in hell you're telling me that all the places in that whole goddamn school, you couldn't even put him in the cafeteria when nobody is eating. Like when the kids are not in the cafeteria eating, you couldn't put him in the cafeteria and just let him focus on his schoolwork there. Or you couldn't pull a desk next to the teacher or you couldn't put him where the secretary sits. Because I'm pretty sure it don't be popping in the elementary school or middle school like that. It probably do, but y'all could have found a different place. Like, it's no excuse. Like, it's no way no, you can make no excuses other, like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no other classroom. Like, the library doesn't have a room. Like, there's not something there because I don't understand how there's not one quiet. And is it a situation where he needs complete quiet in general when it's just time for him to do his actual work? Like, how does that work out? Because for me, I would think, like, maybe the headphones are a solution or maybe, like, you know, a smaller classroom setting mm-hmm. would be more appropriate for him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what... I'm pretty sure the little boy has an IEP in place. And if there's an IEP in place and it requires that it needs to be a place that is quiet and they have not provided that to the, to the child and the mom is requesting, okay, the IEP says you need to provide some place quiet for my child, of course I'm going to get upset. And when you decide, okay, I'm going to put your child in the bathroom and then I ask you, okay, well, you can't just put him in the library and you say no, and you refuse to put him in, in the library or someplace else, I'm going to lawyer the fuck up. She took him out of school because there was no place for him to go <laughs> but to sit in the goddamn bathroom. So, okay, so explain to people, for those who don't know, what an IEP or individualized education plan is. Like, how does a parent go ahead, how does a parent go about getting one? Is it something that the parent requests or does the school request it? So this is... Um, Actually, we went, so different states do different things. I can only speak for the District of Columbia for my child. We started small and we got him tested for autism because I felt like he, well, first I had, I thought he had a developmental delay, which he does, but we didn't know to what extent his developmental delay was until we did the additional testing. We found out that he has autism. We're still waiting for the exact autism because even though you get the developmental delay um, background, they still need to, you know, determine which type of autism it is. There are so many different forms of autism. So we move on to a thing called Strong Start and that's through the District of Columbia. Um, They have um, different nurse coordinators that'll come out and um, okay at this point my son is um, when we did the testing he was two. Uh, Three years old for the the District of Columbia you can go to school. (coughs) So when he turned three we had a meeting for our IEP. So it all depends on when, you know, your your place, where you are, the rules for your state or county, and then um, how your specific program works. For me, we like I said, we had the meeting. We talked about it. We uh, brought him in. They did some testing in front of us to see where the areas of improvement are. They also called the daycare to see, you know, what the daycare providers thought and different things of that sort to try to piece together, okay, well, what will be best for your specific child and his learning abilities? So that's how we came about to getting the IEP in place. 
Now, his IEP is good for three years, Mm -hmm. so he's not due for another one until he turns six. Mm -hmm. So then with that, you know, they have specific goals within the IEP that they want to achieve every year. Mm. So he went from, I'm not going to say he wasn't verbal at all, like he would say a few things, but he wasn't saying a lot. So now he went from not really saying too many things to talking too goddamn much. (laughs) <laughs> from being in school um he went from being i mean he's still a little aggressive because he doesn't know how strong he is and how capable he is of doing things mm-hmm. but he went from you know not really talking and interacting with kids to now he has all of these friends he's being invited to parties and different things of that okay. sort. so he's come a long way we even got this boy like he has vocabulary words so he he loves ice cream so we trick him in a way where he's learning <laughs> so if he wants an ice cream cone he knows he has to tell me all of his vocabulary words he has to tell me his whole name and he has to spell it mm. and that's how we get him to do a little more than what he wants to do because my son is lazy He's smart as hell, and he is lazy. He can tell you every lion, every gorilla up under the goddamn sun. Okay. But he he's just lazy, like his daddy. <laughs> That's very interesting, and the reason that I asked that, I, as you guys know, I was in the high school working, and the, the office that we shared was in the room with the transitional kids, and, like, the lady who was next to us, you know, she had the IEPs, and our social worker, mm-hmm. clinical therapist, she was sitting on the IEPs. And it was interesting because at the high school level, it was – you're no longer just having one teacher like in elementary school. You have several different teachers. Mm-hmm. So the issue was was that sometimes we would have situations where parents wouldn't come to the IEP meetings. Mm-hmm. And then you sometimes had situations where the teachers were all on different pages as to what to do with the student. And then you had some situations where the kids didn't go to class. So they would only go to maybe I only went to this teacher and I didn't go to that teacher. So it became very interesting when it came meeting time to kind of figure out, okay, like, Let's get this plan together for the student, but everyone's coming with different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, like, there is no excuse in in fucking hell as to how you came up with the goddamn fucking bathroom. But the school didn't have, again, like you said, there was no place in that entire school to where he could have sat down or there was no headphones or anything provided to where he can have, like, a quiet corner. Like, nothing was fucking provided. I find that insanely hard to believe. I agree. Like, insanely, insanely, insanely hard to believe. And I hope she fucking sues the school district. And I hope that she's able to find a school that has a special education program. Hopefully she can find a school where, you know, the classrooms are smaller. I know where I grew up in Connecticut. I don't know why she didn't go to the Board of Education. Well, Well, that too. But I know when I went to school... Maryland is a little different, but when I went to school, where I went to school at, you went according to the school that was in your neighborhood. So here in Maryland... You have a choice of what school you want to send your kids to. Yes. No, you don't. Yes, they do. You don't have to go to your neighborhood school. Hmm. And you guys have a lot more like options. You guys have like charter schools. You guys have magnet schools. You have all those different things. So for us, it was you went to the school that was in your neighborhood. Hmm. So I didn't know that they had those options for Maryland that you could go to any other school you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I just thought those were people using uh, family members' addresses or something. <laughs> no, you got options. Well, I know if you're like talented and gifted, and you live in a certain area, they'll you know give you a scholarship or something mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. so you can go to another school. I understand that part. Get it? Got it? 
it's just the other part that I don't understand. It's like, I didn't know that they would do that for you. Yeah, I learned that uh, recently from someone, and she said that's the thing um, about Maryland is is that you get you can pick where your kid goes to school. Mm. You have an you have options. Maybe no, I misheard the information wrong, but I know for me, we went and you know what? Because my husband, he went to the high school. He had a choice between which high school he wanted to go to, and it wasn't for a special program. And they were both equally the same distance, mm-hmm. but he chose one over the other. I think because his brother went there. So he had an option. But moving on, since we're still talking about school, really quick, I wanted to talk about this young lady. It's not funny. It's not funny. Um, I want to talk about this young lady. She was in middle school, I believe, in D.C. And she came home from school. I caught her on the news, caught the tail end of it. But she came home from school and she accused three students, three white students, of holding her down, uh, bullying her, beating her up, and they cut her dreads. So she went on the news camera with her mother and, you know, they were there. And to me, the story seemed a little bit funny. She was saying that, you know, they bothered her before, but she never told her mom about it. And she never told the school about it. It was a private school. Then to come around and find out that she then retracted the story and said that she lied. Now. Now. It is a private school, and you know schools are really funny about their names, but I wonder if the school paid her off to say that she was lying. They could have threatened to put her out, or maybe the girls thought that they they could have threatened her too. And that's what I'm, I'm wondering if it, because I just don't see how, now her hair was cut. Now, I don't know if she cut it. Now, one time I cut my bangs in the front, well, my fake bangs, I was trying to make bangs in the front, and I lied. And my aunt, my mom's called my aunt in there. So Sonya just couldn't just never just take my word for what it was. And my aunt was just like, no, it looks like she cut it. And I said, no, it fell out. I got to be in. Because clearly I lied. And it never grew back in the front the same. That's not the point. How do you explain that? I think there could be a possibility and there could be room for um, that the school paid to keep her quiet. It could be. Especially, Especially if it's like a private a, school. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, yep. if it's a private school, they get private funding. So that might have put a, you know, a hard backlash on the funding for the school. Especially when you're bringing in race. Exactly. Especially when you're bringing in race. All right. So, Arshay, I don't know if you've been living under a rock or not. Probably so. No shade, but shade. It, it, I'll take it. Um, Shady boots. <laughs> okay. So this nigga Takashi 6 <laughs> Daniel Hernandez. Daniel. All right, so he has gone to, he is serving prison time right now for racketeering charges with the Treyway Bloods. You ever heard his songs and he's always saying, like, it's fucking Treyway? Yeah. I think the group is called, like, the Treyway Bloods. I, I don't even know, but he's in the Bloods. He had Bloods affiliation, and then he was also, but they have, like, different sets. Okay. So whatever it was, um, uh, last year he had, like, he, they, he was kidnapped and it was on video, and... These robberies are on video. These shootings and things of like that were on video. So, long story short, there's an issue. There's a big conversation surrounding him about snitching because they have offered him witness protection. Mind you, if you've ever seen him, he's got this multicolored hair. He's got all these face tattoos. He reminds me of uh, Har- Harley. Harlequin? Whatever. That's her name, right? Uh, Harley. I don't know. Harlequin. From um, Batman. Yeah. Okay. The Harley. Yeah. Harley. Harley. Whatever. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he does too. And 
there's been a big controversy because he's gotten on the stand and he's named Jim Jones with his affiliation with the Bloods. He's named Cardi B her affiliation. He is telling everybody business. And it's supposed to be an exchange for him to get out of prison. So he's been given, he was, he's facing up to 47 years. Mm. So they're saying that the right. They're saying that the the system is using him as a uh, as a snitch to go ahead and like I guess they've been following this this crew whatever it is for a really really long time and Takashi got up there and he bringing up shit mm. that don't got the shit to do with shit but he's telling everybody to go ahead and get his his sentence reduced. So my question is, what are your thoughts on snitching? Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm not snitching on nobody. Don't put me in a predicament to where I need to snitch. Or how about don't put yourself in a predicament where you don't that need to snitch? That too. Don't put me in a predicament and I won't put myself in that predicament. I was watching um, State of the Culture with Joe Budden, Remy Ma, Ebony K. Williams, and Jinx. Okay. And Ebony K. Williams, she's a famous uh, black prosecutor. And they were having. Ooh, is yeah. this when Remy kind of went off a little bit? Yeah, and they were having a conversation because you know Remy did some time in prison. Right. They were having a conversation about. They were talking about this and they were talking about snitching. And Ebony was saying, she said, from a lawyer's perspective, as a prosecutor, she's she was basically saying, by the time you come to me, she was just like, you've already been talking too much. She said, the first question I ask you is, how much time do you think you can do? And she said, you know, and she was saying, she said, like, there's a way to snitch. She says, because by the time it is that when the when the feds get involved, she says, by the time they go ahead and they come to you, she said, the feds have a 99% conviction rate. And she was saying how lawyers, you know, like you move up in rank being a lawyer based upon your conviction rate. And she was saying, you know, there are definitely ways to get out. They said they'll take you snitching over this and a third. But Remy was saying, be a law abiding citizen. Don't put yourself in the right. She said the issue is, is that and the way that Takashi built his 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 fame up was he was claiming things that he had no business claiming. Exactly. That he probably he didn't claiming, even do. He, right. He was portraying a life that he had nothing about. So what it was is that he paid the people from the Bloods, this particular set that he was in. For he affiliation. Paid for affiliation. But, so he was keeping them on payroll to get that street cred. But in the midst of that, they was getting him in a lot of shit that he wasn't about for a lifestyle that he was not about. So now here he is. In In jail. But the thing is, is that you can't, he, and apparently he's, uh, he's denied a request to have, um, what do you call it? Witness protection? No, no, he needs witness protection. If you wasn't about that life and you had to pay to get into a game, you're not His about that life to too, stay out. But you know the thing, that goes back to the conversation of clout chasing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because you, he has that solid fan base and that solid core who's going to fuck with him. These are these white suburban kids who don't know shit about it. And they're just doing whatever it is because they're trying to be down with the get down and down for the culture. Mm-hmm. So he's going to come out. If he wanted to come out and make music or whatever it is, he can flip it on on everybody and be like, you know what? They made me do it. I'm trying to change my life. Yada, yada, yada. You know, we're all in this self-love era bullshit. Not that it's bullshit, but you know the era that we're in right now. I can see it flipping, but I definitely agree with Remy that don't put yourself into into predicaments that... You know you're not don't about that Don't write a check your ass can't cash can't like cash. my mama used to tell me. And the thing about it, what kills me is that, like, people don't join games and don't put themselves into situations by choice. People do it because they have to. People do it first of all because a lot of times that's all they know. You didn't have to do that. Right. You chose to do that to go ahead and to get this fucking clout. But here you are. You've run out of your money. Right? You've run out of your money. Your family 
when he was out of money. At risk because he was only big for like a year. So that he had to true. keep 24 hour security. And then he was trying to keep security on his daughter, his baby mother, and then his mom. Mm. So he's going to come. He doesn't have the money. That's eating up money. Everything's been eaten up in lawyer fees. So, I mean, you know, you you have you have that aspect of, of perspective to look at and think about. But for me personally, let me tell you something. First of all, I ain't going to get myself in a situation like that. But if there was a way I could snitch and not get caught, because, bitch, 23 is so young. Yeah. And I know a couple of people. I know someone who has life. A life he, sentence? He has a life sentence. Mm. He's got, like, not... <laughs> it's not funny, but... He but you keep laughing. No, he was. It's it's not fun. It's not funny like how how funny, but like funny stuff like that's crazy. Like he was given nine hundred ninety nine years. Like what is that? That's not even like that's not even a thing. Life, life. And he went in at nineteen years old. Life, and I'm twenty nine years old now. Life, girl. I try to tell you. I'm trying to tell life, you. Life. But I can't believe you haven't you life, haven't seen that life. story. Life, life. I'm sorry, I just had to sing that song. So we just want to give a fuck you to the judicial system with Miss Amber Geyer, former police officer. Um, they gave her fucking ten years. I'll take ten years over nothing because a lot of these police officers get a slap on the wrist and they're back at work. You are correct. I think they gave her the ten years to make an example out of her. Um, and there's a lot of controversy going around because the victim's brother was giving her a hug afterwards and apparently what he said to her was I hope you find Christ while you're in here and there was a lot of controversy about it like how could you hug you know this then and third and I want to just say something to people like I feel that way too but forgiveness is not for the other person forgiveness is for you right forgiveness is for your peace of mind well first of all his whole family was in the church mm-hmm. so for you to sit up there and make the comment and say why would you forgive there are a lot of people that forgive other people. It was a mom that lost her son and was looking mm-hmm. in the eyes of the killer. Yep. And she was like, I don't want him to be on death row. But, you know, the judge ended up putting him on death row. She gave him a hug and she said, you know what? I love you. You're not, you know, you took my son, but it's okay. And yeah. I forgive you. Because <clears throat> me hating you is not going to bring him back. I don't understand. I'll still never understand how you thought it was the wrong. Even if, okay, fuck it. You thought it was the wrong place. I've definitely gone to, I've definitely pulled on the wrong car door before a time or two. I've done it. Okay. I did that at work today. I'm just saying, I've done it. However, for you to go into somebody's house, you see someone sitting there eating fucking ice cream in his apartment and you just decide to shoot and you are a trained officer so you are trained in CPR you are trained on what to do in this crisis situation and you did none of those things and then for Nothing. them to, and then for them to go ahead and to pull up your racist remarks and comments and things like that I, I don't see how you how you thought by saying that and let me just tell you something white people out here okay let me just tell y'all white motherfuckers something, okay? We're in a new age. Now not all of these police officers are going ahead and not all of them are being convicted. Not all of them. But let me tell you something, black people. We have power in our voices. We have power with our video cameras. And we may not go ahead and we may not convict everybody. But they're now starting to use this shit. They're starting to they're starting to make examples out of these white people. And I'm fucking loving it. I'm fucking loving it with these police officers. You cannot do... That's not... That's not a thing. I feel like they don't make examples out of any... A lot of them. Because to be a police now is like... 
kind of like being like God. I think they would have had her back more if, it, if she was a male officer. Oh, yes. I will say that. Yeah, I think that I too. Think I don't think she would have got time at all. Yes. She would have got a slap yes. on the wrist. She probably would have yes. got a warning. And then she would have been back on the goddamn streets. Suspended without pay for a little right. bit. But I was it. I think they then made they probably an example. Then they probably would have did a GoFundMe for this bitch yeah. to have money. They made an example out of this case, I think, because she was a woman. Right. Is what I think it was. Period. Because it had it been a white male police officer, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have done no time. I, I wonder if they would have even gone ahead and released his identity as quickly as they released hers. It was real quick. Super like, quick. within 24 hours, we knew who it was. Yeah. But, moving on. I'm not going to give her any more energy. All right, so. Hello. Here we go with the shit. Right. Okay. okay. All right. So, my question is. And it goes down here from here. Come on. <laughs> okay. The question is, do you think you can be woke and date interracially? And the reason I bring this up. I can't do this. Well, we're doing it first. Okay, come on. Okay, so one of my Facebook followers. Oh my gosh, I wish I could just call people out because it was just so fucking funny. Um, he posted to this one boy. He's he's a rapper. He's so woke. My Nubian queen this. We kings and we queens. Blah, 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 blah. But his girlfriend is white hispanic like i think her mom is like white american and her dad is like puerto rican whatever okay so this dude we'll call him john called out this other dude and said it so our guest that we had on the show him i fucking love him and you know he is all for the black people first of all he, we need to have him you okay. need to come back Hamp, on the you show need to come back. you need to come back on the show and Hamp was like no you cannot be woke and be dating outside of your race. And everybody was chiming in, and the girl was just like, well, actually, I'm Spanish, and did it, but the guy, and I've known him since, I know him from back home since elementary school, he's only, he's never dated from what I've seen, fully black woman. He's had Afro-Latina girls that he's been with, but one, none that I've ever seen that was fully, I guess what people would say, like, 100% like black. Okay. Although Afro-Latina is a thing. They are black people. Afro-Latinas, in my opinion, are just black people who speak Spanish. Who speak Spanish. But whatever. So what do you think? I agree. This conversation and this specific topic is basically dear white people. So I've seen the movie show that they had. Okay, so they have a show, and they're now going into their fourth season. So basically, it was a girl named Sam, and she's mixed. She's black, and she's white. She's played by Logan. I don't know her last name. It's okay. Anyway, um, she's black, and she's white, but she identifies as black, of course. She's light-skinned, pretty, curly hair, whatever. They're in college, and her boyfriend is white. And she's, like, woke, like protesting african earrings all of that shit but fucking a white boy nobody knew about it until she got caught up Mm -hmm. so the boyfriend actually called the police on a guy we're talking about the party right and he didn't want to say anything because he was just like, I was trying to keep it from escalating. But the police officers got there and was like, give me your ID to the black boy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're drawing guns, looking at him, doing all this crazy <laughs> shit. So basically, your topic is basically dear white people. And I'm just saying this from 
my my point of view, I'm going to say a hard fucking no. It's no way that you, first of all, I don't even think a woke person that knows everything about history and all of the shit that black American, black Americans, Latin Americans, anybody, any um, minority, it's no fucking way. It's no way. I think, so, no ki- way. So, Killer Mike, um, I remember there was a lot of discussion when he made the comment about the NRA, how he's going to keep his guns or whatever it was. And he says, some of y'all, the wokest people out here, y'all got white wives. Y'all got wives that are everything other than black. He says, my wife is black. And all the people who were talking about Charlemagne, when they made the rumor that Charlemagne said he hates uh, black women, or he says, my wife is black. He says, my daughters are black. My mother's black. I married black. But all the people who are judging me aren't. Y'all didn't even marry. Y'all didn't marry black. So I had this conversation with my husband, and he said the same thing. He was just like, "No." And I don't really, me personally, I don't really like the term "woke," but I find the people. It's always interesting me, interesting to me, the people who go the absolute fucking hardest. And then when I see their significant other, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Now, granted, I'm not against interracial related relationship. I feel like, you know what, you like what you like. If y'all found love, if y'all find that connection, that's fine. But for the people who go ahead, I look at it two ways. Either God has a sense of humor, which we know that he does, mm-hmm. and he was so woke, you was so this, he brought this little white bitch over here, and this is what you fell in love with, yada, yada, yada. But I don't see how you can be so, and pro-black is not, anti-white i need people to understand that but i just don't see i just don't see how that's possible i I don't and i think the older i got the more i understand like you ever seen like how um in other ethnicities like asian people they traditionally they typically want you to marry another asian Mm -hmm. i understand that Keeping the culture, keeping that bloodline, keeping that this, keeping that that. I get it. And not from a racist perspective, but I get it. Because there are just things that are going to, that I'm deeply rooted into my, into my culture of being West Indian. So, <coughs> I get that if I was Chinese and, you know, every, and everyone else in my family, my lineage was Chinese, both of my parents were, I can get how that could be difficult in bringing someone who's not of your culture or who's not necessarily familiar with your culture and respecting of your culture, traditionally speaking, to bring them into the family. But I don't personally see how you can be so woke this, woke that. And then, of course, the girl took offense when she was just like, well, my dad is Puerto Rican. And here goes Hamp was just like, well, is your dad... Uh, Taino, whatever it is, are they from like are they Spaniards oh or whatever it is? Girl, I was just like, you know With what? His formulas and his oh, girl, yes, he shit. was he was he was doing it, but I was just I sat and then the girl, you know, she went and she wrote for her own post and she was just like, what does it matter to people? And did da da da, and then this white girl I know who only deals with black guys. She's like, I know they make it a big deal because I'm a white girl and I like black guys and da da da, and I'm like, sis. It's deeper than that. And remember when I told you a long time ago when I was at home, black guys like white girls. Mm-hmm. Or they'll like everything but, but black, black girls. They want their biracial girl. They want their Puerto Rican girl. They want their Dominican girl. They want their, their white girl. They want all of that. But they don't want the black girls. Well, they say because we, we give so much lip. But at the same time, if we give in lip, just know that lip is backing your ass up. Mm-hmm. Because we do every motherfucking thing without complaining. Yeah. 
without complaining. You give a black girl $20 and tell her to feed six people with that, bitch, we getting Kool-Aid, okay? We gonna get some ice cream from the dollar store. <laughs> we gonna get some chicken from shoppers. We gonna make sure it's on sale. We gonna find some coupons. We gonna make it work. Make and, it I'm, work. and I'm not saying other races, <laughs> other races don't do that, but there is no black man without a black woman. I agree. A black woman is just the foundation of America. And I just, I, I just, it just made me laugh. Like, and I had to keep refreshing it. And I was just like, and then he went on to be like, you know, black woman, y'all are goddesses, y'all are this, y'all are that. But I'm just like, and again, like, I felt like you like what you like. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with interracial relationships, dating. That's fine. Whatever you like. Y'all find that connection, your father, brother, fine. But it's always funny to me when I see these things. When I look at these celebrity athletes, specifically, particularly black athletes, who when they go on and they get up in the world and they go ahead and they're with these ambiguous women. Mm-hmm. It's just like, shout out to the one, to the black men, to the black athletes who when they make it, that they go ahead and they get these black women. And then he tried to say in the comment, well, black girls didn't like me. I was just like, mm, that's not even true. And I was just like, I think what the issue is, I was just like, they weren't dealing with your bummy ways. They weren't dealing with you being a bum ass nigga is what I think what it really was. Hmm. And I think that's what it is. And then they, and then they equate that to, well, black women don't like me. No, I think the thing is, is that black women, we make you step up to the plate. Right. And we I'm not trying to, right. Shit. I'm not trying to throw shade to any other ethnicity out there, but we're making you step up to the plate. And I think that's the thing with black women is that we work our fucking asses off. Mm-hmm. We have to. Mm-hmm. It's been ingrained in us since we were from when we were young girls. Don't depend on no man for nothing. You have to be two, three, four times as good as the next person. Right. You have to be. So I do have to agree. I don't think you can be, and I don't really like the term woke, but I don't see how you can be woke this, my Nubian goddess this, and da 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 da. But you, but your girl is not black. And she could be Afro Latina, that's fine. Whatever. But you got this girl with this stringy hair and. No type of Afro background, no African roots, no nothing. I've literally seen like, I've literally seen like black men like praise other ethnicities over black women. And it just, reasons because like. we are an afterthought. I just, I don't get it. I just don't, I, I don't get it. Like, I've never loved being a black woman more than I did. And again, I say this all the time. I think my HBCU, shout out to the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. I, I thank them for making me appreciate being a black woman, for making me want to embrace my hair, my curves, my everything. Because at home, it was just like, I didn't feel I didn't feel pretty. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel this. I didn't feel that. And then to be with someone who said, you know, I only dated you because you were light skinned. And then go figure, he's married to this ambiguous woman, which is fine if that's what you found, you know, to be or whatever it was. But your mom's a Southern black woman, and I'm sure she's raised her eyebrow like, oh. How would you feel if your son or daughter brought home somebody that was not of African descent? African or black or black, whatever. Or whatever. Um, <clears throat> African or black descent. Um, black American, I should say. I will say, I know that God has a sense of humor. 
and it would be just my luck. Are you going to accept the the person? That's what I'm asking you. I'm not going to have a choice. But... <laughs> so, this is so bad. But in recent years, when I look at, like, white women and I look at, like, what's that movie called? Um, When They See Us. Mm-hmm. And I think about the Emmett Teals. Mm-hmm. And I think about those players, that those boys, who men who've lost their scholarships and have gone to jail because these white women lied because they didn't want to tell their dad that, yeah, I was having sex with a black man and things like that. It makes me fearful of white women. I fear white women for black men. I do. I honest to God do. And you know they know how to cry on cue. They do. White women and tears white are women real. tears are real. They are a real thing. So I feel like, and it's sad to say that, but I feel like I, I'm afraid of white women. That's crazy. Like I feel a way about white women, specifically, no, facts. specifically white women when they date black. And when I look at the black men, I'm just mm-hmm. like. Did you always date white girls? In my mind, I'm like, did you always date white girls? Like, I'm looking like, you good? I remember this dude. Oh, my God. He was in love with my best friend. Um, He was in love with her. And then the next thing, he got with this white girl. And it was just like, you're disrespecting my... Like, she wasn't even doing anything. And, like, you would have thought this white girl was was fucking Queen Elizabeth the way this nigga was acting. They broke up. He apologized. Or he was just like, yeah, I'm sorry. Because you know what? Cause you know, and she was an ugly ass white girl too. And that's the shit that be killing me. That's the, and girl. That's a whole other conversation for. That's a conversation for another day. But she wasn't even cute. She wasn't even. She wasn't even like pretty. I couldn't even say she was cute or she looked alright. She wasn't. She was none of that. But you, he, you would have swore that was his white Beyonce. I'm telling you. And then when they broke up or whatever, and she got with his black girl or whatever, I love that he's praising her so much. But I'm wondering if that white girl threw him through the ringer. Because he definitely went back and apologized to my friend for being so nasty. So, no, I don't believe you can be as woke as you say you are, and then you are dating specifically a white woman. I don't. I agree. What would you do if, you're, if your kids brought home a... I was hoping you forgot about that. No, I'm not. <laughs> um... I'm going to be accepting because I don't want to be disrespectful and I don't want the person to feel the way that I'm not going to say the way that I felt because my mother-in-law was very welcoming, but I just don't want them to feel awkward or anything like that. However, I am going to ask questions to my child. What made you choose, you know, this person? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I, I have to have, I need, I need some more background. Like I get, kids don't see color however i don't want i don't want them to see color i want them to see the person's heart and their spirit and i want them to love that person for that Mm -hmm. but at the same time i want you to see how it can be harmful as well i think this if my son comes home and he said like again you like who you like whatever and kids don't know color that's who you like fine whatever but i'm going i'm going to have to be very candid with you like Mm -hmm. look this is what it is, and here are my fears and my concerns. And I'm going to let that girl know. I don't know if this is a fetish for you. I don't know if this... What does your family think about you dating, right. you know, my is it, son Is it okay my for my son or my daughter to go to your house and eat dinner with your family? Right. Without it being... An issue. An issue. An elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if it's not if it's not going to be like that, then y'all don't need to be together. You better say that. Okay. 
I'm gonna have to send you screenshots of the conversation. Yeah, because if we can't break bread together, we can't be together. When I tell you, like, I was hollering, and I kept refreshing that. I'm like, ooh, say something, not say something. I bet. I bet. (laughs) All right, friend, do we have a music plug for this week? Yes. Okay, so this music plug, his name is Malcolm. And Malcolm, I saw him on Instagram, and his friend used to beatbox, Mm -hmm. and he had to be in, like, middle school, high school, and he would, like, sing covers of it. And the first one I heard him do was, like, Trap Queen. Mm -hmm. And he's grown up now. I think he's in college, and he has his own... Uh, EP, okay. and he has a song. His name is Malcolm, and it's called Love So. Okay. So shout out like to you. Like Love So? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. And potting on the go worked out. It really did. It was so cute. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. All right, guys. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.